TYB On The Run with your host, Katie Halday. This is your daily Bible blast, the perfect fit for your busy life. Just one chapter, one revelation. This will change your life. Welcome to John 17, guys. I know that we are um, just going through certain chapters of the Gospel of John. The reason that I'm not doing all the chapters is some of them are just narrative and just really being able to sit in those stories. I don't want to put pick the stories of Jesus apart. I want you to be able to read them and sit in them and experience them. So I'm choosing key chapters that we can probably exegete and pick apart. And um, I want to show you John 17 because this is such a pinnacle text, but it's also unique to the book of John. So John 17, Jesus prays to be glorified. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those who have you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them, kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that you may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought complete to, to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me 
may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is such a beautiful prayer and it's so beautifully poetic. Did you feel that, TYB? It's an I in them and me and the Father and Jesus in me and all of us in one and it's got this beautiful sense of grace and humility but this beautiful sense of being intertwined. The reason I've chosen really to just study this scripture is because This is kind of the moment where we get to hear Jesus' prayer life and we get almost like an insider private look at Jesus in relation to praying and his prayer life with the Father. And I kind of love that. It's this cool moment where you're kind of listening in to Jesus talking to his dad and you're kind of listening into this beautiful heart, hearing Jesus' heart for us, hearing Jesus' heart for revealing the Father and the glory of the Father. So I'm not going to take very long on this because I really want this scripture and that's to, to really speak for itself, but I want to talk about this essence of this intertwined nature of oneness that you hear in this text. What's happening here is um, this beautiful moment where Jesus is, is, is kind of coming to the end. And um, in 16, we know we're talking about the, the world hate, hating the disciples and Jesus comforting them and promising them the Holy Spirit and Peter's denied him and he's gone through all of this stuff. And then we have this moment where he's, he's, he's kind of left alone and he's in prayer and he's praying. We're just about to be have Jesus be arrested. We're just about to go into these moments where Peter's full denial and before Pilate, before all this stuff, we have this incredible kind of, it's kind of like in those movies where you kind of get to hear the heart of the hero and what's happening. Let's have a look. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and he prayed. Oh, I love this. Father, the hour has come. Throughout the text, time and time again, Jesus has said, even to Mary, at, you know, at the, the miracle of the, the sign of the, the water turning to wine, no, the hour has not yet come. Time and time again, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. And we have this moment where Jesus realizes the climax of his life is about to happen, and that is the death, his death. This is why he came. It's this beautiful moment where we have the fulfillment of John 1. Remember way back in John 1 where he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? So that he can die and be resurrected so that we can have salvation. So there is this beautiful moment where we hit this point and he says, this is it. I am about to do the very thing that I have been called to do. It's so amazing that Jesus' life wasn't evidenced by the miracles, by the signs and wonders, by the preaching, by the extravagant things of, of grace and everything that he did in his ministry, but his life was focused on that point where he was to die for our sins. That's kind of reversed because I think I don't know about you, TYB, but today I hear people and they want to preach the word and they want to go to the nations and they want to do all these incredible things. But those incredible things were just part of Jesus' life and the incredible pinnacle moment was his death and resurrection. 
Uh, I just find that so beautiful. And like Philippians 2 says, he came to empty himself, to humble himself, even to death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him. And so he has this moment where he says, I'm about to do what I've been called to do, and that is die. He says, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Oh, I love this beautiful moment where it's this son talking to his father. It's Jesus, the son, just like um, John said in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We've got this beautiful, intimate relationship between the son and God. And he's saying, dad, I'm here. Glorify me so that I may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. I love this essence of this prayer where it is everything that Jesus says he has, he realizes that the Father has given it to him. Jesus himself, everything that you have, TYB, is from the Father. Everything that you have is because of God. And it's this beautiful moment where Jesus says, Everything that I have, all authority that you've given me comes from you. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had before the world began. Oh, I love this where we go back to the beginning of John and and Jesus himself is saying, before all of this was you and me and before all of this was this incredible glory. And he says, bring me back to that place of the glory that I had before the world began. Bring me back to that place of the glory I had before I laid down my life. And he's about to lay down his life for us. This is why I don't teach on the chapters of the resu- of the crucifixion because, to be honest, I think I would just weep the whole way through that he was so beautiful and so humble that he laid down his life for us. I remember watching The Passion of the Christ and I absolutely think that that is the most phenomenal film. But I remember watching it and I remember just heartbroken that Jesus would do that for me, that he would die for me. And it says, it keeps going, it says, I revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you've given me comes from you. Oh, that is my prayer, TYB, that everything that you have, you know, comes from the Father and you glorify him for it. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. Oh, it's so beautiful. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you've given me. They are yours. I love this beautiful essence of Jesus being the door and the way to the Father because there is no other way except through Jesus. And the Father God so wants to be in relationship with you that he would send for God. So love the world that he would send his only son. Why? So that you can be in relationship with him. And I love this interconnected community of love. Stanley Gren says it's a community of love. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit linked together in love. And then in John 17, we are joined in that community. Can you feel the love in John 17? us in him and him in in the father and the father in us. It's such a beautiful, do not ever feel like you are alone. You are in the community of love that, that Jesus is praying for you right here. 
And he says, I'll remain in the world no longer, but they're still in the world and I'm coming to you. He's like, Dad, I'm about to come home. I'm, I'm about to die. It's going to be a hard journey, but I'm about to come home. But they're going to stay here. And he's, he's, he's heartbroken. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Can I say Remain one, remain in Christ, remain in him. That is where your protection is. Under that name, you are protected. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost. And then he does this, except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Don't be shocked when people hate you, <laughs> especially the world. We're not to hate the world back. You know, he doesn't, he says here, you know, praise for the world. He doesn't hate the world back. He says, you know what? They hate me, but I, I love them. And I think here, don't be shocked by the world hating you because because even he says the world hates me because of them. My prayer is that you take them out of the world, that you don't take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, is even if I, oh, so good. You are not of this world, TYB. Don't worry if you don't fit in. Don't worry if maybe you're at school and you don't fit in and you're trying to work out why. Don't worry, you won't fit. I never fit in at school. Oh, my gosh, I was the, the weird child that was reading the Bible in the playground and I was so in love with Jesus and so grateful for God that I didn't fit in with my friends who were sleeping around and doing all. I didn't care. I genuinely didn't care that I didn't fit in because I didn't want to fit in. I, I fit in Jesus. Can I say, don't reject the world and, and ostracize or separate yourself from them because we are called to be in the world. But don't worry about not fitting in with the world because you fit with Jesus. That's where you fit. And this is what he's saying here. They fit with me. I fit with the Father. They fit with me, all one. I love this. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Guys, TYB, your word is truth. And it sanctifies us. What does that mean? It cleanses us. It changes us. It transforms us. It separates us. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Oh, so beautiful. I love this. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Can you hear what he's done? He's kind of said, look, this is this is what I've been called to do. I've been called to do this and sacrifice. And then he said, look, you know, they're not going to, the world's not going to, you know, like them. And now he's like, now do something through them. He's, he's saying, I've done my bit. The world won't accept it, but now do something. And, guys, we've got to do something with what Jesus has done. We read these Gospels not just to remember what he's done, but to be activated in what we're called to do. Um, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. How cool is this family? So that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Oh, my gosh. Did you just hear that, TYB? Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have. God loves you 
even as God, as he loves the son. That's crazy. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that you love, that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself, myself may be in them. I want TYB, this beautiful love of the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit to wash over you today, to wash over as I wanted to really highlight this prayer that you are not alone. Just as Jesus and the Father are one, so are we are with them. And this beautiful interconnected, you are not on your own. I don't care if you live on your own. I don't care if your family have abandoned you. You are not on your own. And the prayer, the last final words of Jesus before he's arrested and crucified is this. Know that I have loved you. Know that I love you and that we are one. Know that you are so in the community in relationship with the Father, in relationship with Jesus, that you are not on your own. So TYB today with this just beautiful, really simple um, scripture study, I pray that you would get the heart of Jesus for his final prayer for you that reflect his glory. Know that he has done this so that you can be in relationship with the Father and in relationship with the Son. It's so beautiful, so loved studying this beautiful prayer of Jesus with you.